From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest! On air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. We've got, let's see, this hour, next hour, in, uh, several hours, several hours of things to do and connect about. So if there's anything that mm-hmm. you want to reach out, 1-800, and discuss, connect about, 1-800-512-1027 at KISS FM. Uh, good morning. How are we doing, sis? Tony, everybody all right? Good morning. Good morning. Um, Tate McRae, you know, she's going to be on later. I don't think we've ever interviewed or spoken with Tate McRae on this show. Am I right by that? Mm-hmm. Right. No, she's so talented, though. My gosh. She's 18, and she writes songs that we can all access. Well, And she's an incredible dancer on that top of that. can all relate to. Yeah, I guess she was uh, one of the finalists or very well featured on So You Think You Can Dance when she was 13. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to Tate McRae a little bit later. It's always interesting. She'll be at our Jingle Ball. It's always interesting to hear the perspective of a young artist, and we've done it with Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift and others along the way, as it's all happening for them, as it's all breaking for them. Yeah. I mean, she'll be on True. stage. Tate McRae will be on stage at our Jingle Ball at the Forum, presented by Capital One, at the end of the week on Friday, on the same stage as BTS and Dua Lipa and so many other big names. BTS, who, by the way, this past weekend had four sold-out shows at SoFi Stadium, the resale value for some of their floor seats were like tens and thousands of dollars really? for one ticket. I no can't. see BTS. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the first song we played from Tate McRae. I read she had not been through a breakup when she yeah, wrote that song. Can you no, yeah. that? Called You Broke Me First. Oh. And then she's got a new song, another song that is out now called Feel Like. It's about a breakup that she, I guess, recently went through. So I'm excited to talk to her. Her original title for that was different. I feel like like something else. Yeah, I'm going to edit it. Uh, Tony, you know, I just reading, actually, there was an article on, and we were talking about this yesterday, you had just put the two families together, your family and your boyfriend Robbie's family together over Thanksgiving, and there was this article on tips for making a good first impression on your parents' family, just in general. So the first time, if you were to meet his parents, what that is like. I actually, strangely, really look forward to that. I, I really... Oh, you thrive in that arena. I mm-hmm. love spending time with parents. <laughs> I've always loved it. When I was in high school, I loved meeting my girlfriend's parents. When I was out of college, I loved it. Sometimes I find we have a lot we can relate to. <laughs> but for you, Tanya, did you have anxiety when you were going to meet Robbie's parents for the first time? No, I didn't when I was meeting them myself, but I was a little bit nervous for the parents meeting each other. I don't know why, Yeah, but like for some reason, I feel like I'm in control when I'm meeting them myself. But when they're meeting each other, you're just out of it. Yeah. Yeah. When the dads go off in sidebar, you kind of want to know what the topics of conversation are. Mm-hmm. Right. But I didn't want to like snoop around. I want to kind of like let them do their thing. But I also kind of had an eye on them at all times, you know? 
Uh, yeah, always. You almost aren't paying attention to your conversation. You're kind of listening to their conversation. <laughs> totally. But in this article, it tips for making a good first impression on your partner's family. They say be pre- be prepared for any sleeping arrangement over the holidays if you're going for the first time. Just go with the flow. Don't fight <laughs> it, which true. seems like good advice. Mm-hmm. They say don't arrive empty-handed. I think can be anything, but it could be a bottle of wine or bring a dish or some small token of appreciation. Mm-hmm. And think through any potential issues that may come up beforehand so you've got your response thought through. Oh, right. And I think oh. when I say issues, I you know, I, I, I don't know what that could be. But if a partner's parent brings up something that's sensitive or, you know, like your partner has been in relationships in the past. Right. Right? As kids. Mm-hmm. So if that conversation comes up, you might want to think that through. You have to think everything through. But also I think the best advice, and I don't know if I took it or not, but is just be, don't think about things too much. Just be authentically and answer what really comes from your heart. Because if you're trying to please somebody or give like the best political answer, the truth always comes out. So I think the yeah. best advice is just to be yourself and speak from the heart. Yeah. You can't always control the situation. Right. I guess, you know, wedding photographers, that's an interesting job because you see people at their best, their happiest possibly, and then you might see them again with somebody else for another ceremony <laughs> if you work long enough. And so there is um, a wedding photographer who's done hundreds of weddings and posted it all on TikTok. Her name is Shayla Harrington, and she says these are three signs that the marriage will not last after all of her experience one if one of the people in the couple takes more than three photos without the other without their partner that's a bad sign oh like an individual what? photo yeah, shoot like, like individual <laughs> shots at the wedding when they're all dressed up yeah yeah yeah. when the wedding party doesn't talk about the spouse during getting ready photos what are those oh getting ready photos like in the bridal suite when all the bridesmaids are getting together you kind of just like reminisce so meaning the like, wedding oh, remember party that one time they don't talk about the other person? That's a bad sign? Kind of like they don't share great memories of the couple's they just, journey. They just don't bring it it's up. It's awkward. Or, yeah. yeah. All right. And the final sign this wedding photographer says it won't last is when one of the couple spends more time with friends or family at the reception than their spouse. Yeah, those are pretty obvious bad signs. No, I feel like that's the majority yeah. of people. Really? Don't you yeah. want to be like tied no. at the hip when you're walking around talking to everybody? Pretty much. Michael and I made I it a so. point. We said if we go if we go more than ten minutes of not being together, we need to find, find each other. Find each other. It, the, it's so much more fun to do so it with quickly. your partner anyway than have to do it mm-hmm. on your own. Oh. Well, Tony, be careful. You can work on the other two. Yeah. Um today's yeah. quote Climb the mountain so you can see the world. Not so the world can see you. That's our quote of the day. It's Kiss FM. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Let's get to the headlines this morning. Three days until our Jingle Ball, presented by Capital One and Tickets, next hour. Sisney, what do you have? 
Well, the CDC is expanding its COVID-19 vaccine booster recommendations for Americans following the arrival of the Omicron variant in North America. Everyone ages 18 and older should get a booster shot either when they are six months after their initial Pfizer or Moderna series or two months after their initial Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the CDC said in a statement. Two cases of the Omicron variant were already discovered in Canada over the weekend in travelers who had recently returned from Nigeria. Canada is one of 16 countries that has identified cases of the Omicron variant so far, and the World Health Organization says they expect it to spread globally. Tiger Woods says he expects to play golf again, just not very often, and he doesn't see himself reaching the top of the sport again because he doesn't think, well, it's realistic following his leg injury from his February car crash in Rancho Palos Verdes. He says he can see himself picking certain tournaments to play, but not a full-time schedule. Big Bear Mountain Resort announced that their skiing and snowboarding season will kick off this week. Starting Thursday, season pass holders can hit the slopes, while the general public will have to wait until Friday. The two mountains at the resort, Bear Mountain and Snow Summit, include over 400 acres, 26 lifts, and more than 55 runs combined. On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Tate McRae. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. You can hear us fine? All good? I can hear you. We just played Feel Like here, 102.7, Kiss FM. Congratulations on another single that everybody's talking about. Before we get to your life, just specifically to that song, Feel Like, how is your perspective differently uh, with that song versus You Broke Me First in life? Oof. I mean, I wrote You Broke Me First two years ago now before the pandemic. Yeah. I, I just, feel, I was 16. I mean, I was like a totally different person. So I feel like I'm just writing about two different stages in my life. Um, and it's, it's always so cool to see that music is it's like, it's literally my diary that I can put out online and basically just like document each little section of my life. So it's cool. And how do you know that you can put together your diary into lyrics, into a song structure that can be a song that becomes a hit. Do you do you know that, or does it just sort of happen magically for you? Um, you have no idea. I mean, it's so hard to tell. I think it's just like whatever you like and whatever you want to say. I mean, that's basically what I've been trying to do the last six months writing my album, basically, is just figure out everything I want to say at this point in my life as an 18-year-old and you know, what I'm going through and basically just try and put it into words as best as I can. And are there so many things that you want to say right now? Are there a lot of oh things? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, it's the only way I can say things is yeah. like writing. I feel like I'm really bad at explaining things in real life. So writing is like the only way for me to kind of get it out there. Well, I mean, we were just talking to Adele about that very notion. She was just saying that she can write down very personal, intimate feelings and thoughts about her son and her relationship with her son and her family that she yeah. could not sit here and talk about, really. It was just a, yeah. a different thing. I mean, it's like, it's a skill. I feel like it's, you're either good at one or the other. And I feel like writing is just like one way that people can you know, make sure that it's exactly what they want to say and their like exact perspective. Um, and no one can really like interfere with that. So you, all of I, I, in your shoes, all of this is breaking through and happening while the world is in a pandemic and you can't really go out and physically connect with fans. <laughs> was that frustrating? Oh my gosh, it was the worst thing ever. I mean, <clears throat> the first time I like got to perform, you wrote me first was this summer at festivals. 
Right. Um, so it was wild. It was like two wow. years late. It was like two years later. I was actually on a stage in front of like thousands of people. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize like how far this, this song got. Like in my, in my head, it was like me, my mom and my brother. (laughs) (laughs) And now you have like a whole crowd singing it back to you. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's wild. (laughs) And coming up on Friday, we're going to get a chance to see you and meet you in person at the forum in Los Angeles with Ed Sheeran and Dua Lipa and BTS and that kind of, that kind of roster I yeah. see you smile bigger and bigger as I say that. What does it feel like? Um, I mean, I, I just compare it to the last time I performed in New York two years ago. It was in front of 150 people. Um, Jeez, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like super weird to see the comparison. It's like a, a really weird jump. Um, and it, obviously, it's just like my biggest dreams ever. And artists have given you amazing feedback. Some of the artists that are on the Jingle Ball Tour and other artists as well. What's that meant to you? It's crazy. I, I I tell my mom like on a daily basis, like I need to keep doing reality checks because like absolutely nothing feels real. Majority of the time I'm like, wait, like what's actually happening? Like, I don't really know the difference between like what I'm thinking about and like what's actually happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're like some of my biggest idols in the world, you know, are just reaching out to me and it's, it's just an honor. It's really and how cool. Does, how does your mom keep you grounded? What does she say when you guys have these conversations? I mean, she mostly tells me to like stay present because I feel like that's, you know, you spent two years locked up in your house, um, you know, just like waiting to get on stage. And I think it's just like taking in every surreal moment right now. Tate McRae is with us. What about your friends? What about classmates? (laughs) What's that dynamic like? I mean, it was weird because as it was like, as this was all happening in the pandemic, I was still trying to graduate high school. So it was, <laughs> it was that, it was that weird balance between like actually like doing my homework and seeing my friends and then like, you know, trying to build the career. So, um, wow. I mean, it's, it's weird because I think some of them are just like, what are you doing and what's going on? Like, where did you go? Cause I like moved to LA all of a sudden and I just didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, there's a few of them that are like super supportive and I, it's just like weird because it happened pretty quickly. I just, there are similarities to this conversation that we're mm-hmm. having with Tate McRae that we had in that moment with Taylor Swift back then that we had in that moment with Justin Bieber back totally. then. And we go oh back gosh. and we listen to those interviews or we look at those tapes and there, there are so many similarities to the emotion and to what it feels like and it all happening so fast, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, so crazy. <laughs> well, we can't wait to see you. That um, is going to be Friday night at our Jingle Ball at the Forum in Los Angeles, presented by Capital One. We've got some tickets coming up. But, Tate, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us beforehand. And keep it up. It's so awesome to connect at this stage of your career. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was so nice meeting you guys. Nice to meet you. Take good nice care. Nice to meet Bye, you. Tate. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Uh, so it is that reality of we're hearing these songs and we're thinking oh this is all strategy or this person's been doing it for a long time but she's like i'm trying to get through my exams <laughs> while all this is going <laughs> down to graduate on air on air with ryan seacrest so let's get to a second date update um they went on instagram they met each other they hooked up but in the uh email here from mitchell and fullerton Mitchell says they did not go all the way. Now, when he tries to make future plans, she's pretty much noncommittal. 
She says she had a great time, but doesn't say much else. I thought maybe together we could charm her into another date, says Mitchell. All right. Let's <laughs> see. Not too, yeah. You may be counting on too much here, but let me bring in well. Mitchell. Thanks for coming on, Mitchell. Let's get to know a little bit more about what happened. So how many times did you actually go out with her? Her name is Chelsea. How many times did you guys go out? Um, we only went out uh, one time, really. You went out um, w- one time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, um, I met her on uh, Instagram, actually. I started following her. She started following me. Yeah. Um, and I just yeah. kind of decided to message her out of the blue, you know. And um, and then she responded. You know, I, I, I was kind of like uh, kind of uh, flabbergasted by that, you know. And then uh, we just started kind of really hitting it off. And then after a while, I eventually, you know, kind of got up the courage to ask her out. Uh, so we did, we, um, we went out, um, went out, uh, grabbed a drink, had a good time, um, ended up hooking up afterwards and, um, yeah, it was, it was really great. And then later I, you know, messaged her, Hey, I just want to let you know, I like a really good time with you. And she was like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. I had a good time too. And, you know, it seems like, you know, she agreed that we had a good time, but, Ever since then, you know, she wasn't really like, you know, shown I, interest I'm, in doing it I, again. You know what I mean? I'm not so surprised, Mitchell, because sometimes you go out with somebody once and it is what it is. And it's not more oh. than that, you know, oh. yeah. especially when you meet somebody on Instagram. So mm. it could just be that may not have been like anything went wrong. It's just that they wanted to have a hang for a night. And that was what yeah. they were in for. Or maybe she took it too far, and now she's kind of like embarrassed. I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, that's cool. If that if that's what happened, then I I mean, I can live with that. You know, it sucks, but I can live with it. But just say that though. Yeah, leaving somebody hanging without closing it off. I I get how that can stir you a little bit. All right, let's Mm. uh, see. So you want uh, you said you want to go out with her again? Are you sure about that? No matter what happens here. I I would like to. Yes. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll come back, and we're going to try and track down Chelsea. I think we have all of her information, and we'll see if we can find out. Hold on one second. This is Kiss FM. I'm not so surprised, though. You meet on Instagram. You hang out for a night. So what? Right? You move on. I'm I'm concerned that she wasn't pleased with the evening. So Mitchell basically has written to us saying he met Chelsea on Instagram. They decide to go out. They decide to hang out. And they decide to hook up. And mm-hmm. since that night, she's not really responsive. He's trying to make plans with her, but she's not responding. And she hasn't told him why she isn't. And he wants to know and wants to go out with her again. Yeah, that's I, I get it. Mitchell was excited that they got together and he was into it. So he wants to go on. But she doesn't seem to be that into it. So what happened? That's what we're going to try and find out, Mitchell. But you want to go out with her again. So anything else we need to know before we put her on? We have her here on the other line. Um, no, nothing that I can think of, no. Okay, cool. Be very quiet while we talk to her about her perspective of the night and see if we can get you guys together, okay? All right. Here we go. Hello, Chelsea. Hi, hello. Hi, thank you for coming on with us. It's Ryan here. You're on the air. I've got Sissy and Tanya with me this morning. Hi. Hi. So we're calling about... You met a guy named Mitchell, and you guys went out on a date? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him. Okay. 
How how was he in person? Um, he was he was great. He was he was good. Good night. What did you guys do? Uh, we just went out for drinks and you know, like normal stuff you do on a date. I actually, what is a normal stuff like yeah. on a date these days? Conversation, getting to know each other, drinking a little bit, maybe hanging out after. Just stuff then, like that. And then if it goes like that, which sounds well, do you make plans to do something else again at some point? I mean, if you have time, yeah. And did you feel that way about Mitchell? Yeah. I mean, I, I had a really great time. I I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it seems noncommittal. Oh. It seems like when you don't, you don't really want to do something. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, he, he was great. It's just like the situation. I just, I don't know. What's the situation? Situation. Um, well, I mean, we had a great night. Like, I definitely, I'll put that out there. Um, I just don't know if it was in the most, like, ideal situation. But what is what that? was that situation? Um, well, okay. So, I followed him because his ex-girlfriend went out with my ex-boyfriend. And so, I was just curious who he was. And... I kind of just followed him just to get back at her for going out with my ex. So, so you followed him to get back at your ex. Then you actually went out with him and hung out with him to get yeah. back at the ex or because you wanted to. I, I did want to hang out with him, but it was just to get back at her. But then we had a really good time and then I felt bad and I didn't want to tell him. And I do like him. I just, I felt kind of stuck, um, so, and so I just kind of. But is there yeah. anything wrong from wanting to know more about this person when there are exes involved? You just are curious, and then that curiosity turns into something that's fine or good or better. I don't think there's a problem with that. It's a little creepy how you went about it. Uh, just but... please, this is not creepy. Have you I'm seen just, the way things are going you know, these days? Con a spade, yeah, a spade. True, true. But like, have you never been interested in an ex, Tanya? To investigate just be curious and see i mean you've trolled <laughs> for sure this right. is beyond trolling this but, is but, like but, yeah, but, chelsea, action, but, but. guys chelsea didn't intend to like want to hook up with him correct 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 chelsea what was your plan you were going to go out on a date with him and then like not see who hook this up guy with him? was yeah no i wasn't going to hook up with him i just wanted to see like who is this guy and you know i wanted to just get back at her but it just didn't really work that way so I ended up liking him, and I, I just kind of feel bad. So I just kind of well, pulled the plug down. You have some yeah, you great news, away. Chelsea. Mm. Great news. Cat's out of the bag. That's Mitchell true. is right here with us listening to every beat. So I'm going to bring him in. Mitchell, Yay. great news. Chelsea was just exploratory and curious, and you delivered. So here we are. Yeah, I guess. I mean, um, Listen, um, Chelsea, I, I really, like, you know, don't care about the whole X thing. You know, I mean, that that's over. You know, um, I, you know, regret how me and her ended things. And it was kind of, you know, a real unfortunate situation, you know. But, you know, I, I'm not really, I don't really care about the circumstances that 
you know, how you met. It's what happened after meeting each other. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I, I think Mitchell makes the right point. However, we got here, we're here, and it went better than expected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know on my end, like I totally did not have intentions of even going out with you again. But you seem to be so awesome that like I would, but I just the situation's a little. A little funky, so. But not anymore. We've unfunked the situation by throwing it all out there. So now the question is, when are you guys going to go out again? Someone should I take mean, the lead if here. You would, if you if you would like to go out again, um, Chelsea, I, I would be I'd be down for that. You know, we could um we could do that. You know, if you want to. If if you don't want to, that's fine. A little fine. commitment here. A little yeah. commitment to the cause here, Mitchell. Yeah, Pick up where you left off. Like, hey, yeah, let's I mean, do it. Let's, I, exactly. I think it'd be fine. I mean, I think it'd be a great time. And, you know, if we can figure it out and kind of get past this weird start, yeah. then I'd be interested. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you um, you doing anything this weekend? I'll let you guys take it from here. You okay. guys both have your phone number, each other's numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then, Mitchell, Chelsea, good luck on your second date. Thanks for reaching out, Mitchell. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Just thinking about Justin Bieber and all the hits. So we had Tate McRae on last hour, and she's at the beginning. She got her second song out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Justin had his first song out into the world and his second song out into the world. And then look at so many hits. Right? He was 16, I think, 15 or 16 when he was here. Very young. Time. Yeah. Discovered on YouTube. Everyone almost didn't even give him a chance on radio, to be quite honest, because it sounded almost like he was like too young. Well, I think they've learned their lesson. <laughs> Thousand percent. Uh, all right, Jared is on the phone here. One eight hundred five two zero one zero two seven. Jared, good morning. How you doing? Hey Ryan, how's it going, man? Solid, bro. So, what, what do you you need advice on something? Yeah, so basically what it is is that uh, me and my girl, uh, we moved out about three years ago in February, uh, along with our daughter, and ever since then, she brings up the past from seven years ago about certain things that happened to our relationship, you know, Um, and I asked her last night, uh, what we were talking about, you know, Seven years ago, uh, we kind of broke it off, like, here and there a little bit. We started feeling for each other. But at the same time, uh, we kind of went semi or separate ways. And so I was hanging out with friends. She thought I was cheating on her. But every single time she brings up seven years ago, she says, you cheated on me. You did this. You did that. But she kind of ran to, like, a family member on her end and so it's like and i asked her i said if you're unhappy let's take a break you know um and then go from there and hold on i gotta understand something did you cheat no or did you cheat in reaction to her doing something with somebody else no so I was hanging out with a friend of mine who is a girl, but we didn't do anything. And she asked me, you know, what do we do in college? Like, she's so stuck on the past. I'm trying to get her to move forward. When you say she was with a family member, what do you mean, romantically? 
no, not romantically. It's more like kind of like abused, if that's how I want to say it. A family member of hers, like, kind of like abused her, and um, he's in jail right now, but um, because of certain things. But I, the, the whole wow. the whole family is like, it, yeah, it's it's confusing, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it. We didn't really sleep last night. And I drive a truck delivering ice, and it's like my brain's like not all there, you know. And you know, and I t- and I- I'm trying to get her to trust me. And I said, whatever happened seven years ago, if I lied, I'm sorry, but I don't think I did. And she just, I'm thinking it's because of a family member that did abuse is why she doesn't trust to be in a relationship. But she wants to stay with me because of our daughter, who's seven. Okay. So I, I, I think I'm understanding a little bit about this. There's something that she suffered from in the past that's causing her, in a way, to react a certain way to you, even if it's not justified in your mind because you didn't do what she thinks you might have done. I, I, I really, I mean, it's kind of neither here nor there. At some point, you have to address whatever it is she's feeling about you and whatever it is you're feeling about her and decide whether or not you can move past it or not move past it, right? Because if it keeps coming up, it's going to continue to be an issue. And, you know, you can still co-parent in a healthy way. But I think the question is, can you guys both get past this past or can she get past this past? And maybe she needs to talk to somebody professionally because I feel even uncomfortable guiding you on this because it's so far beyond anything I I could guide you about. But Mm -hmm. I definitely think there needs to be a conversation about whatever's scarring from the past to get to the future. So basically, just have a counselor, or a therapist, have us open up, figure out. Have you that. both open up? Yeah. Have you open up together? Have you open up together and individually if you need? I think that's a good idea. At least get it out there. Yeah, Otherwise, it sounds like you're going in the same cycle of circle. All right, that sounds good. I guess I guess I'll start making phone calls today. <laughs> hey, I wish you the best of luck, and you know, ha- have patience if she's dealing with something that she really is. Sounds like was so troubling in her past, you know, really trying to understand that. Yeah, I'm trying to. And another thing, Sisney, congratulations on your uh, third one. Thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate I, that. I see, I, I see you guys on uh, Instagram all the time. She is so cute. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Jared, good thanks luck for with calling, everything. Bro. Take good care, okay? All right, guys. Thank you. You too. Have a good day. Bye. And I just want to say on the air, I have a really – no, I I cannot guide a situation like that. I, I, I'm not qualified to understand what's happening there and push right. in the right direction other than say seek a third party for help in therapy and counseling because that's probably the right step. So if I upset I anybody so by any of the things I said or how what I was asking, I I I'm doing my best, you know? That's yeah, a, it sounds that's like a tough she, one. It to sounds understand. like he really loves her. And I don't think taking a break is the answer. So I think seeking help, counseling, something like that is the right move. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. So a lot of famous couples called it quits in November. You want to talk about it first? You want to go through it? Yeah, so I want to kind of just like set the scene because usually this is cuffing season where people want to couple up before the holidays so they're not alone. But I feel like this November. cleansing season. 
this November it was the complete opposite. Cleansing. It was cleansing season. So I wanted to run through a couple of our favorite couples in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big one, Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes. They split after two years of dating. Uh, Tasha Adams and Zach Clark from The Bachelorette. They called it quits after getting engaged only about a year ago. Um, Batsheva Hart and Ben Weinstein. They divorced or they're getting divorced after nine years of marriage. And then Kai Gerber and Jacob LRD, he's from Euphoria. They are broke up after one year of dating. So those are some heavy hitters. And in just Hollywood to disclaim, other people did break up in November as well. Correct. Correct. <laughs> there were many others. These I are just the ones friends. I picked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I realized why November is a hot button month because – I think that people towards the end of the year, because January 1st is approaching, people start to think about their lives in a different way. What did I accomplish this year? Was I happy this year? What do I want to do this coming 2022? And they start putting their life in this different perspective. And I think that's when they might realize that their partner is holding them back or not not part of the future that they want. And that's what happens in November. I don't disagree with that theory because you're starting to think about, all right, I I'm on my, I'm I'm considering shifting my focus. I'm considering not being with this person to drag it all through the holidays is probably the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. So to have this conversation now, not on January 2nd is the most genuine way to handle it. Considering the time of year, right? Because if you, if you get to January 10th, we've all been in these situations where towards the end of the year, you kind of know you're not going to continue the whole next year with that person, but you don't do it January 2nd because that would seem disingenuous. So you have it February 1st, but then you're right before Valentine's yeah. day. It, it just, yeah, it's just you, you, never, you, a, never a, good a good time. So right. you back it up. You back it up. To now. Yeah. Another yeah. thing to add to your theory, Tanya is, you know, all of last year, all of 2020, I feel like people probably just stuck it out and stayed together because they were in quarantine. And they didn't want to be right. alone. Right, and they didn't want to be alone, and that carried into this year because we were still pretty locked down up until like March of this year, right? Kind of. So, what month is the clearest? I let's back it up again. Is October a clear month? Maybe, but you have Halloween. You don't want to be alone, or you do want to be alone for Halloween. Maybe that's a. a, I think right after the Fourth of July is is pretty clear. No, you don't want to be by yourself the rest of summer. Oh yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, you want to be single in summer. Yeah, bikinis and booze. Yeah, yeah uh, flirty. I don't really wear bikinis <laughs> and booze, but that's really, what they call summer flings. Well, if you're gonna have a summer fling, you should start that in June. Yeah, June gloom. How long is a fling to you? A summer fling would be the whole month. I thought Michael was a summer a fling. I met him in May. I met no. him in yeah, May, and season. we kind of when we kind of broke up in August, and then got back together How two hours later. A fling is not a month; it's a season. Yeah. A season, summer, not a month. A summer right. fling. Month, a month is not <laughs> so, a season. A season is longer. Fling to me would be like three months. Yes. I, but I think people are, it's easier to break up with somebody if it's a fling after the summer than it is if you've been with somebody a longer time to do it in November. There's never a good time. But I think I understand yes. what you're saying. Tanya and I agree. Well, are you guys having those conversations? I don't mean with your significant others. I just mean about <laughs> your life in general. Like, are you feeling like you're... You're thinking about this past year, what you did accomplish, what you didn't accomplish, what you want to accomplish. Actually, no. You know what I'm thinking about? This week is really busy. This week mm-hmm. is so busy. I'm just trying to get and to Friday. And next week's even busier. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's all that's going through my mind. I have not crossed that bridge yeah. yet. I, have to figure oh, out I literally wearing. just looked at my schedule this week and said, are you kidding me? Totally. But, so I'm, I'm trying to get. I keep talking about Jingle. I'm trying to get to that. Uh, yeah. Sarah is on our line. Caller 102 is getting those. 
Jingle Ball tickets presented by Capital One now. And Sarah, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Super good. So what's happening? Uh, so super weird thing happened at work last week. Um, I work in an office. It's like small with 12 people. Okay. Um, and my one coworker is getting married. So he, I guess, invited everyone in the office. He gave us all save the dates. Um, and after talking with a few of my coworkers during lunch, I realized that on everyone else's envelope, they have like their name and the name of their partner. So they all got plus ones. And mine only had my name, even though I have a fiance that I've brought to like our office parties and everything. Everyone seemed to really like him. Um, but it seems like I didn't get a plus one to this wedding and it's like kind of far away. It's like a four hour drive or something. So I wasn't sure if I should like talk to the guy that's getting married and be like, do I have a plus one? Well, a couple of things here. You have a fiance, so it's not a plus one. It's your partner. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Do you want to go to this wedding? It's four hours away. It's a coworker. Do you want to go spend a weekend there? I mean, you know, our office is like really close. Like we're all friends, so it would be fun. And I thought that me and him were good friends and that he liked my fiance. Like I was under the impression that. You know, so then I think this really is pretty weird. easy to resolve. You want to go. You feel like your closest coworker. You feel like you can talk to them. Might just be an oversight. I think you can clearly say, "Hey, just so you know, I got this without a plus one, and my plus one's not a plus one. It's my fiance. So we'd yeah. be happy to celebrate together. I just want to ver- make sure that's cool. I don't want to any toes here. And I think that coworker of yours that's getting married is going to go, "Oh my gosh, of course." It might yeah. just be an oversight. Maybe he just didn't realize, or he thought because we kind of. We were if fiancés, we allotted our wedding, but if you were, if you kind of like were dating somebody and we didn't know them or meet them, meet them yet. Yeah. So for example, I would have been plus no one. plus one at her wedding. That's what she's you trying to have. say. <laughs> I would have yes, been that, have. I think at it that would, stage I was. Your envelope no plus actually one. did just say Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest, no not Anne Guest. It wouldn't have been Mm-mm. that. It yep. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I'm telling you it wasn't. That morning, I'd be calling people. Hey, you want to go to a wedding later? You, you, you <laughs> yeah, good move. Good but I've move. also I've also called um, my friend who was getting married when I was first starting to date Michael, and I wanted to bring him to her wedding. And I asked because she did not give me a plus one, and I didn't want to go alone. So I think just asking is not a big deal. Yeah, and also if they say no, that's weird. You don't want yeah. to be at that wedding anyway. And, yeah, oh, yeah. It's awkward. just so weird because yeah, they like invited that. my. They invited my coworker's boyfriend that like we all know and hate. Yeah. And so that's why I was just like, that is so weird. I think so it's weird. a mistake. I think it's an oversight. Well, good luck, Sarah. Go ahead and talk to that coworker about it and tell them congratulations. Awesome. Thanks for Thank calling. Thank you. Bye. It's funny how like the narrative we create is this whole thing. They don't like my fiance. I thought they did. I thought we were close to the coworker. Yet it's probably just oh. a complete mistake. Because who does the wedding invitation? Somebody else, a third party many times, right? Yeah, I think so. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. You know, I saw this video and I, I played it on Live with Kelly and Ryan the other day of Meredith and Jimmy and Flora at a safari drive through zoo. You ever Cute. seen one of these? No. You drive, love, yeah. you drive through, right? I, yeah. I and love a drive through situation. You're in the car. <laughs> yeah, well, it was kind of the thing of the last couple of years. Right. You're in the car, and pull this up. Uh, and you just look at the out at the animals, or they come. The up animals to your... like walk up to you, right? Yeah. So she's in the car, and this camel here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> These are like right the videos up. that go viral. 
The camel takes the whole bucket out of her hand through the car window of food. Not just the food, but the whole bucket. I mean, the camels are like licking the car windows, <laughs> oh, it's and so the kids good. are sticking their hands out with bowls of food. And... Mommy said a bad word. Oh, anyway, that was crazy. Oh, it's so. I don't know good. if you ever taken the twins to do that, but look, look dangerous and fun. Yeah, you know, I I get scared with a big animal like that around the. the Twins uh, are my babies. I get scared about big animals around me. You don't want an ostrich yeah, and yeah, I in the same place. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't um, know how Tubbs jujitsu to handle it, but all right. What do you got? So the twins are in the doghouse or out of the doghouse? What they're out of the doghouse now. And you know, it's just like every day is a new thing and we battle. But a few weeks ago, I picked up the kids from school and their teacher told me, Aza hit a student today at school. And as a parent, you just never want to hear something like yeah. that. I mm. you, I felt this like rush of guilt and I was disappointed in myself. Like I wasn't even like I was I was disappointed in her, but it was just like it was a lot. Right. So I spoke to her on the car ride home and Michael and I had to do the whole like sit down in her room thing and like talk to her about hitting. It was like the first time we really had a disciplined type of conversation with her, which I don't even think got through to her. She's three years old. Right. Um, and so, but it was a big deal. And the reason it was like over a toy, right? Who knows? So the very next day we go to school and the teacher, I mean, I pick up the kids and you're like, Aza had a really good day, no hitting. And she, when she got here, she said, sorry to the girl right away. And it was like, you know, great day. But Maxon hit a kid today at school. And I was like, what, what? is happening? Because yes. did Max and see Aza do it? And think well, it was Maxine okay. Aza do it, but Max and I think I think Michael and I gave too much attention to Aza with all of it. Like oh, by so the he wanted the going, attention. I think so. I think he wanted us to do like the whole sit down with him in the bedroom and talk to him. Like I don't know, but it was just so that crazy. actually makes then, sense that that could be why. I think so, but ever since then, and it's been a few weeks now, no hitting, and we're we're past. And it, so, what's that conversation like? I mean, if I, I'd be out the door as the parent going, oh, God, "What do I?" This is going to be so uncomfortable. What do I sit down and say? You make it very simple. You just say, we don't treat people that way. Do you want somebody to hit you? You don't. It hurts. It hurts people's feelings. And we don't, you know, we don't want that type of behavior. You just yeah, keep you have it to very simple. The, the, yeah, and the zero tolerance policy of it, right? Right. It but it's it, so, it just doesn't happen. And this is what I'm realizing, like having twins, and especially twins in the same classroom they're siblings like i don't know about you but like i grew up with my fighting with my brother and my sister and we always wrestled and there was always yeah. like hitting and things like that and so i i just like it happens here at the house and so we just have to enforce it more here to not happen there right exactly because if, even because... if an inkling is accepted there that could magnify itself out in the real world somewhere. So we do, we do like go to your room basically anytime there is a hitting. I just say go to your room for five minutes and think about what you did, and that's what we've been doing great. consistently, consistently, consistently. Because, yeah, I mean, there's still. I think that well, that day. frequency of them feeling the way they feel when they have to go to the room. I, hopefully, so, but I know as the yeah. parent, you're like, what, what did I do? What did oh, I do? The worst How did I was in the principal's office? Yeah, what did I do wrong? I mean, you, of course, you <laughs> take responsibility. Of course. Oh, man. Hey, you should write all these things down so that when Tanya and I have kids separately, we have these notes. 
separately. <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> If anybody listens to this show, they would know that. But I said you don't want to do it together it for the first day. I really don't. Ah. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you guys, that's hard. Nice. Not me. Don't oh you guys gosh. me? Remember Ranya, sh- the Ranya era? Yeah, that wasn't me driving <laughs> that <Uber. laughs> That was someone else driving that. <laughs> it was one you follower. Cute kids. One your kids would be beautiful, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, well, how about beautiful you eyes. focus on Robbie and, and you, <laughs> and let me know how that goes first, all right? So, Sissy has a story on Kevin Hart's series on Netflix called True Story, uh, where he's playing a superstar comedian, but it's a dramatic yes. role. And, you know, I think the intent, in a way, was to create a little bit of not knowing what was Kevin Hart, what was inspired by some of the things in his life, what are totally fiction. Yes. Now, there are some things that are pretty obviously not in Kevin Hart's life. In mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was great to see him in this dramatic role. He I mean, truly is a superstar comedian, but he's great as a drama actor. When I started this last night, it was 9.30 p.m. You guys, I did not go to bed until 2 in the morning last night. You're so you, kidding. You oh, I went... Wesley Snipes is in it, too. Yes, and he's incredible. This series is, I I warn you, because you're going to be hooked after the first five minutes. Um, But you, like people are saying, like, is it based on a true story or not? It's based on Kevin's character trying to cover up a murderer with the help of his brother, Wesley Snipes. So right, but wait, what about that's a true part, story? The murder part <laughs> is not the true story, okay? It's like, let's, you know, obviously. But I was reading up a little bit because... I was just so curious, and Kevin basically said some things in here are true. So a lot of the stuff that's kind of like the day-to-day things that happened to him as being like a big mega star are true. Five minutes in, you see a very uncomfortable situation on an airplane with him and a fan, and that was an absolutely true story, Kevin said, which is shocking to me because it it was so uncomfortable, and I just can't believe that stuff like that happens to him in the real world. So he says the beauty of this project was that it was a stress reliever for him. And and that's interesting in itself because it does the opposite as a viewer. I was stressed out the entire time. Like you're you get a little bit of anxiety watching the show. I don't know if you like that in when you watch a series, but it's yeah, I, I, you so know, he, addicting. He's the true definition of a of a like a of a movie star, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. is a, a movie star and he's yes. so good in all those comedies, but to see him in this kind of a role was was really wonderful was really great you know yeah um, it's really I, good i think there are inklings inside the characters playing where you go oh i could see how that might have come out of real life then there are those things that are like really part of the drama that you know <laughs> couldn't have happened in his real life and still <laughs> I know, I know. be doing series and movies right. uh but it's is it called it's called true story on netflix right yeah, it's called True Story. It's on Netflix right now. It just came out. It's already in the top 10. It is yeah, so good. I get it. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. We're going we're gonna to bounce out. Tomorrow morning, uh, we have got more tickets to our sold-out Jingle Ball right here. So keep it on Kiss FM. It's going to be Friday before we know it. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.